Hey friend, it is the last week of our Be Bold Birthday Bash giveaway. We have a week and a half left until we give away the final prize. We just have one prize this last week and it is a big one. And since you are a listener of our podcast, we are giving you the first chance to win. What you have to do to be entered to win this giveaway is you need to be on our party list. The link is in the show notes. It's super easy to join the party list. After you have joined the party list, go drop us a review. We are going to be picking the best review to win this giveaway. It's a big one. It's worth over $300 and it is going to be so awesome. We have things from Simply Sadie Jane and from Paul Fishman and one special prize from ourselves that we will be announcing next week. If you're on the party list, you will get a heads up into what that extra gift from us is. We can't wait to have you join us for the party. Please go sign up for the party list. Please leave us a rating and a review because we want you to win this awesome prize. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. What's up, everybody? This is Matt here with the Husband in Law Podcast. This is where we share our stories of love, ex-love, marriage, ex-marriage, divorce, ex-divorce, and coming out of a closet that needed to be opened, and so much more. This podcast is for those who are looking to up their relationship game by understanding first yourself, and then others, like your wife, your husband, and your wife's ex-husband, on a whole new level. Welcome to the Husband in Law Podcast. Let's get this party started. We have some reviews that we're going to read? Nope. No new reviews. No new reviews. Okay. Why? Come on, people. (laughs) I'm looking at my microphone right now. As if he's looking into your eyes. Looking into your eyes. Give us some reviews. Make them good. (laughs) Make them good. We are actually... Oh, this will have already happened by the time this one airs. So never mind. What are we going to say? As part of the birthday month thing, we're going to do a best review contest. Ooh. Yeah. So whoever I need to get up to speed on what we're doing for your birthday month. So does Matt. So birthday, (laughs) so like best review, like we're going to give away something? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. There we go. A Corvette. A Corvette. We're not going to give away a Corvette. Matt already brought that up in the live last night. <laughs> Y'all did a live without me again. Well, you were probably notified via Instagram. No, I wasn't. That we went I live. just joined via Instagram. Matt was in the basement when I went live, so he joined from the basement. Why didn't it notify me? It should say husband-in-law is live. It's going live. Unless you don't follow us on Instagram. I can't follow you on Instagram. Oh, yeah, I can. <laughs> I mean, I am us. How am I supposed to follow us when I am us? You follow <laughs> But I guess I do. Yeah, of course. (laughs) From my own Instagram. Yes. I was going to say, Steve, get on that. Yeah, but next time we need to. We all need to tell me when you're doing it. We need to simultaneously go live. I didn't tell anybody I was going live. Well, you should. That's my stories. You should tell us. She did on her stories. She said she was going to go live at six. I can't keep up on your stories. (laughs) 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 I seriously haven't even read half the posts that you have put on our husband and law page. Too busy? Yes. So now you yeah. guys understand why Steve isn't engaged in the social media side of this. And getting engaged stresses me out. I don't know why. It's okay. Jessica this week said, hey, I expect both of you to do one post per week. Anytime you want. <laughs> Any post you want. And so Steve crapped his pants. <laughs> <laughs>
And Steve didn't respond. <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah, Matt at least gave me a hashtag challenge accepted. I'm yeah. responding Which now. Which I still haven't done yet. But, you know, we're getting there. Like, Steve, all you could do is, like, take a selfie in your office and say hi and post. Like Literally, that'd be enough. <laughs> it doesn't have to be deep or in-depth. People want to see you, Steve. People, do you want to see me? <laughs> 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 oh man alright tomorrow in my office I'll post hi perfect challenge accepted <laughs> alright what are we talking about this week well we had two Sebastian topics and Steve <laughs> dating no no more Matt is teasing Steve about that because Steve is done talking about Sebastian alright done so let's no, but we were going about... to talk about you two dating. Me and Matt? Me and Matt? We've, We've never, never dated. dated. I like how you said me and Matt. Matt. <laughs> well, you said. And you and just, just copied me. <laughs> yeah. Just to be clear, Steve and Matt never dated. Yeah, let's make that clear. Nor will we. Thank heavens. That's not my type. <laughs> Plus, we don't need to add that weirdness into this whole relationship. <laughs> I've had enough weirdness. What is your type, Steve? <laughs> I don't know if I could put that out on the air. On the air? <laughs> on the air. In the internet? Yeah. You're not going to tell Why? us your type? I, do you have a type? I feel like you like a large variety of guys. Okay, I know it. I know what, what it is. I like all guys. <laughs> <laughs> Any you dancers. do like dancers. I do like dancers. I like artistic, creative types. So like, You like? Go ahead. Keep going. No, keep going. I like your guys' analysis. Tell me. Tell <laughs> so, me who I like. So it is a fit, shorter dancer, and that's all I got. <laughs> a little bit hipster. You also like... Mm -hmm. I don't know. Wear a beanie every once in a while. No, beanies. I've nothing to <laughs> scruff. do with it. You like scruff. Do I? I feel like a lot of the guys you've dated look a lot like you. <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean I have a complex of some sort? No. I don't think no. so. No. It's like what you were talking about before is that one of the things you find attractive are qualities you want to develop in yourself. There's nothing wrong with that. You also, you liked Latins for a while, but I don't know. If, I don't think that's still a thing, but I don't know. I'm not racist. No. No, no. <laughs> I'm just saying that like that was a thing you found attractive. Yeah. Asians. I do tend to like Asian guys. <laughs> They're a little shorter than me. They have the smoothest freaking skin in the world. <laughs> Asian women. I had a thing for Asian women for yeah. a little bit. Mm -hmm. For a little bit. <laughs> Still do, I guess. I and I'm say. not saying like this is just what you're attracted to or that you are have any like any Preference. racism here. Mm -hmm. Mostly it comes down to the person, but in general... Yeah. You have to be attracted to people have types. With. I like blonde guys apparently. Although you guys are not shaped anything alike. Shaped. I like how she referred to me as a shape. <laughs> <laughs> it's Steve's shape. <laughs> oh my gosh. Steve <laughs> is tall and thin. Okay. You are average height. You're not like as tall as Steve, but I consider you tall, but I'm also very short. And you're thick. And you're stocky, yeah. All right, that's a shape. Thick is a shape. 
I like it. I like it a lot. (laughs) Anyways. So this is what we're talking about today. Okay. So Steve, I really want to know what it was like dating. Like right after we ended things. You dated me once. I know, but (laughs) that was not the same. That was a great experience, sound like. (laughs) Second time around, not so great. first time was great. Second time was a little rough. It was hard. It was hard. I hope the first time was better. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, it sounded like it was. (laughs) We ended up married after the first round, so I'm pretty sure that was better than the second round when we ended up breaking up. Yes. But literally, I mean, I've heard a lot of your stories, and I know a lot of the experiences you had, but Mm -hmm. nobody else does. And Maybe for the better. (laughs) But how was that? I mean, did you feel like when you first, when you and I stopped dating officially and Sebastian was out of the picture and all of that, and you were here in Boise dating, did you feel like you were just fumbling around, or did you feel like it was... It was, I mean, there's, there was a learning curve to gay dating. Like, yeah. Well, we talked about this a little bit in, what was it? Natalie Hodson's podcast. She asked yeah. me this, what was dating like post-divorce? And, and uh, I mean, it took me a while to like figure out, I don't know. I kept like, people kept being pissed off at me. Like I'd piss these guys off <laughs> and I wasn't sure exactly why. I'm just like. Did you figure it out? Yeah, somebody finally explained it to me. They're like, there's two, there tend to be like two ends of the spectrum when it comes to gay dating. There's Either, no happy medium. Well, I like to think there I is. I think I, but, I remember talking about yeah. this because you felt like I am the happy medium. Okay, tell us so the two ends that you were not Are figuring like out. Super serious, ready to like settle down in a monogamous relationship and like grow old together, which I was not at that point by any means right out of our divorce. Are you at this point? Let's let's explore. Let's we'll get to where I am. <laughs> the other end of that spectrum is like just wants to mess around and no commitment and like anonymous sex and hookups and just party. And I wasn't at that point either. Like I was like, really, those are like the two options. Like I can't like yeah. genuinely get to know someone and become friends, but not be like ready to jump right into a relationship with them and like. Yes, have sex with them, but not like never speak to them again after that. And <laughs> yeah, you know, so it was, you know, uh, but apparently that's why I was pissing guys off is because I didn't, I couldn't just be like, hit it and quit it. I wasn't like one of those two extremes. I was somewhere in the middle and that confused guys. <laughs> yeah. That I was sending, I was told I was sending mixed signals by being in the middle. Hmm. So you dated, there were like a couple guys I feel like. I'm thinking about like the first year after you and I ended things. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, first I guy I dated point. seriously was d- It wasn't even serious, but like the first guy that like I dated. When- that there was some sort of relationship yeah. there. Yes. And like you introduced me to and that type of thing. Yeah. Serious enough that. And. Yeah. You know. I, I remember meeting Yeah. Must have been later in the picture. Yeah. Was it? He stayed my friend for a long time. Now he's in Texas somewhere. but Yeah. Um, so you started dating him. Yes. But he was like very refreshing because he totally like gave me space to like he knew I was brand new to all this that like I so was not ready for a relationship that like he knew where we stood and yeah, he wanted something serious but like he got where I was at. Well, and one but, thing I appreciated about him was he was very open to our relationship. Yeah. 
and became a good friend of mine and really took good care of me. Yeah. I super appreciated him and still do. I still consider him a good friend. Did your hair for a long time. He did my hair for a long time. And hair, that was a big hair and deal. Therapy. <laughs> yeah. Therapy. Therapy. <laughs> we would go she out. She still has a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, and I would go out dancing and stuff. And because my girlfriends, most of them had kids and couldn't just go out spur of the moment. So he was, he was my guy after you guys ended things. Yeah. And he's Asian. Smooth skin, muscular. He was a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> so Man, then that else? ended. Yeah. Were uh, you dating other guys during that time? How long did you date? Not super long, and we never. It wasn't like, very long. Together officially, yeah. it was just. It was just. It was several months of like we hung out a lot. Do together you consider? Do you still consider him a good friend? We haven't stayed in touch much, but yeah, okay. like a time or two that we just chat on social media or whatever. Like absolutely, you can pick. I up. mean, I would love to see him. Like if he's ever in yeah. Boise again, like. Hey, if you're ever in Boise, hit me up. Keep <laughs> Looking at my microphone again. <laughs> uh, then I dated for a summer. That I forgot about that. Yes. With yep. the Shakespeare Festival. Uh-huh. The orchestra director. And uh, he just was here for the summer. So, I mean, we both knew it had an expiration date, which honestly was kind of good for me because, yeah. like I said, I was not ready to be in a serious relationship, but... I was ready to be in a relationship for three months that I knew was going to end at the end of the summer. <laughs> it's kind of like high school and junior high, like your summer fling that you know is going to go away once oh, school yeah. starts. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Matt loved those. And <laughs> then I did a Yes. Who you guys met? Dancer. He's a dancer. Dancer. I do remember going to dinner, me and the two of you. <laughs> I was on my birthday. I don't remember doing that with Sebastian and you guys, but I do remember doing that. It was on your birthday? Yeah. Yeah, Red Feather. That's really funny. No. That on your birthday, yeah, it was Red Feather upstairs in the oh, corner Oh, then booth. we went to dinner with him twice oh. then, because on my birthday we didn't go to Red oh, Feather. Oh, I remember your birthday, yeah, he was there, but... We went to sushi. Yeah, and then, then we ended up at your mom's, and we took pictures, and yeah. whatever. Significant thing for me out of that, I'm sorry I keep burping. That's <laughs> <laughs> corrupt. Yeah. Ugh. Sorry if you guys can smell that. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh... Significant thing out of that relationship. We ended up at your mom's house. You, Jessica, and me and Jim. And Matt? I no, was there. You were there. Okay. Yeah, I was there. <laughs> yes, you were. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and uh, you posted a picture of the four of us and said, me and my boys on my birthday or something. And yep. It was significant to me that it was like very clear that you were welcoming whoever, whoever I was welcoming into my life, you were welcoming into yours. And that was, that was big for me. That's huge. Yeah. I don't know if at that point, I w- and we're jumping way ahead. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. Tell us what you're going to say. I don't know if at that point, during that time at your, your mom and dad's house for your birthday, I don't know if I was ready for like... I you weren't. Ready. I, I just wasn't comfortable with the whole situation yet. And I remember... Do you remember that, that day? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember. I wasn't comfortable. I remember thinking, how the freak does that guy get into those pants? <laughs> Did he buy those at Justice? <laughs> I didn't get it. Wow. Okay, so 
But let, let, let's talk about that a little more, though, because I wasn't ready for that scenario yet. I don't remember how we all ended up at your mom's house, but... So, Steve and I were was, probably walking around like zombies, like, what the <laughs> freak are we doing? Yeah, it was uncomfortable for me to have a boyfriend, I'm assuming I was calling him a boyfriend. He was your boyfriend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. At your birthday, at your parents' house, like, it was out of my comfort zone, and... You know, I, I move real slowly. Like, it's funny sometimes to me, in fact, often, when someone, how quickly someone, like, gets out of their marriage, leaves the church, comes out, and just, bam, they are just, like, the gayest. <laughs> the gayest. <laughs> they are all, all over their social media posts or is just gay stuff, and they're on the gay cruise, and there are tons of pictures with their boyfriends, and they're out at the clubs, and post, just, you know, just like a complete 180, like that was so not me. Like I moved very slowly, like yeah. getting to be comfortable with even like me on a personal level. Like, yeah, I was comfortable with much of that aspect of my new life, but I had a very hard time mixing worlds. And like, Jessica, you kind of accelerated that for me because, you know, in a scenario like this, you. you did. You were more comfortable sharing my new life with me than I was sharing my new life with you. <laughs> and I think part of my reason for doing that is because I wanted you to be okay with where you were at right. and what you were doing and to recognize that I was okay with that too, right. that I was it, going to stand by you, that all of these things I said, had said, were true. It Just, would have been easy for me to shy away, not let you know about those sides of myself and then ultimately it would have put distance between us it would have put yeah. walls up between us just didn't you get a lot of flack from some of steve's family for basically and friends like our friends, and friends. And i got flack from a lot of people um of, uh, i got because you said you pushed steve to mm -hmm. being yeah i pushed the comfort level like i invited him and his boyfriends over to do something and i made sure that i met these guys and I wanted it to be clear, especially to Steve, that I was okay in this situation. And I genuinely was. I don't think that is a good idea for everybody because not everybody is going to be comfortable pushing the boundaries like I did. But I was comfortable. And I had thought about this for years. I didn't want distance to come between us. How did you get comfortable or why do you think you were comfortable? I think I was comfortable because I knew that... What Steve was doing was not personal to me. Like this situation, his life was so, no reflection of how he felt about me. And I wanted him to love and accept himself. And I knew that it was important for him to understand that I was okay with that. Like he cared a lot about what I thought. Mm -hmm. I Am I, I right you, in that, Steve? Yeah. And yeah. I think you make a lot of this kind of reference in your book. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That it wasn't, I mean, Steve's actions were not about how he felt about me in any way. And I think so often when you get divorced and you see the other person dating, it becomes very personal and you take that on. Whereas I was able to disconnect myself from that and to see Steve's, <laughs> Matt's, Matt's microphone's very, it's getting, like, a little, getting a little derpy. <laughs> barely clipped on. Hanging your, by a thread. Your pecs are too big, babe. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's your shape. That shape we were talking about. Yeah, flex and then relax. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of Matt's pack. <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> remember some night that we all ended up out at the balcony uh -huh. together? 
I wasn't there. We'll have to tell no. that later. Tell okay. that story we'll later. We'll tell that later. But so in that dating, though, I mean, I <laughs> met. Nice a, cliffhanger, guys. <laughs> I met a lot of the guys you dated during yeah. that time, whether you had like a long relationship with them or a short relationship with them. And they became a lot of my friends. And I remember you at one point just being like, I am done introducing you to the guys I'm dating because then I end it doesn't work with out them. with me and him, but it works out with you and him. And then you guys stay friends. <laughs> Okay, but which is but interesting because Steve, didn't you just you wanted that kind of relationship? Like, Definitely. let's just be friends. But yet Jessica could do that, but you they they couldn't. It was do that just with really, you. Hard. and I was joking when I said that. I but. wasn't sleeping with them, so that makes a difference. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it does, though, on some level, right? Like how you're. I mean, for some people, on how you can stay friends with them or not. Yeah. Yeah. And, like. Here's another example is remember when you lived in the house, when you were house sitting up on the hill for those nine months? And yeah. Uh, <laughs> like that was at the time frame that like one of the first group of gay friends that I had. Yes. Remember I had started going to a different church. Uh-huh. And I met one of the guys who was in the choir. And like a different like, ward? No, no, different, no, different, different church. Different, what was it? Uh, Pentecostal church or something like that? Evangelist. Anyways. Evangelico. Evangelico. I think it was Evangelist. I think so. St. Michael's by the Capitol Building in Boise. Okay. okay. Which is, someone had referred me there. They just said it's, you know, I'd quit going to the Mormon church and it very much left a void in a lot of ways. I don't know if I want to get into that now or not, but anyway, I wanted to have some sort of religion. So someone said, well, why don't you go to St. Michael's? It's very gay friendly. They have great gay clergy, gay choir, gay whatever. Yeah. Like, they're very inclusive. So I went and checked it out. It was like a whole different world. It's like a completely different experience yeah. than what I'd had in the Mormon church. In what way? Like what was the biggest difference? Just very little participation. You just go and you sit and you listen. Okay. You and were very actively involved too. Like as in the long Mormon as we church, were married, yeah. you were highly involved oh, yeah. doing things all the time. So that would be a weird change. Yeah. Uh, and I only went literally for like six weeks or something. It just didn't jive with me and religion in general doesn't. <laughs> I've come to learn, but uh, but I met a friend there who introduced me to some more of his friends, and we all went out to dinner, or whatever, some night, and then that's when Jessica, you were like, "Hey, I want to meet all your new friends. Like, why don't you bring them out? Let me make some desserts and bring them out to the house." And which we did, and I think five or six guys came out, and and again, that was kind of out of my comfort zone, but I was like, "Yeah, you guys, like, she invited us over." And they were all intrigued, like, wait a minute, we're going to go to your ex-wife's house for dessert. <laughs> I remember this night. Yeah, but it was fun. What do you remember about this night? I've never heard about this fun. night. it was fun. Well, you and I weren't dating. I know. Or but married. we've been married for well, it's how long? Not yeah, like you weren't in the picture yet, man. It wasn't like a significant moment for me or anything. It was just fun to have all these guys up to my house and meet Steve's friends. And, you know, I had... I mean, Steve was still very much a part of my life. He's still one of my good friends. And so it was nice to know who he's hanging out with and who his friends are. And yeah. Was it ever that as a motive? What? Like, did you ever want to meet these people because you wondered who is Steve hanging out with? No, not like a concern. Okay. Of like, are these guys okay? No, it was purely that I wanted to know your friends and I always liked the guys that you hung out with. And so it was fun. And I don't think I had, I mean, I had a social life. I had lots of girlfriends that would come over at night. I had tons of stuff going on. But then sometimes it was just nice 
Lots of sewing projects. Probably. Yeah, Brr. I sewed a lot at home. And after Penny went to bed, you know, it's like I'm on my own. So it was nice to have, and it was nice to have interactions with guys that I didn't have to worry about trying to, yeah, exactly, trying to impress them. And so when you were talking about getting flack for you didn't hanging have to out with these them. gay guys. They were guys, all impressed. Yeah, yeah. I, Everybody loved you. One of my boyfriends specifically, one of the guys I dated, I remember him being like, you're just letting all of these guys use you. You're letting Steve use you, blah, blah, blah. And, and I was like, hold on, dude. You don't understand. You've never talked to me about this or brought this up. And I was like, let me explain. It's like, these guys, they don't have kids. I can go hang out with them without any concerns. They're going to take care of me. I can go wherever I want. You know, like I go downtown with them and felt like I was safe and protected. I could go with a bunch of girls too, but it was, it was so just it was fun. More of, it was more of like, these are my brothers who are going to yes. walk around and they'll, they'll protect me. Yeah. And I have a great time with them. And I said, honestly, if you really wanted to look at it this way, I was using them and I wasn't. But like who showed up for me all the time and took care of me, did my hair for free, got me all this free hair product. Like it was, that was a big deal for me. I didn't have much income. And I was like, if you are not going to ask me out when you know I don't have my daughter or show up at my house to hang out with me or do all these things, I make it clear I'm available. You can't give me crap for going to hang out with all of these guys who are willing to do that because there's no, it's just easy. It's just fun. So anyways, and I had to explain that to a lot of people because I'd never been one to hang out with a bunch of gay guys. Like that wasn't my jam at all. We should have on sometime. Oh, that'd be interesting. Who's that? There are friends of mine who about a year ago, they divorced and left the church and he's now dating one of my good friends. And he, well, he's a good friend now too, but is this the lady who I met down at Gay yes. Pride? Yep. Okay, yeah. But his, you know, she still hangs out with them all the time. So like, I kid you not, like probably five nights a week, her and her ex-husband and his boyfriend, the three of them are together. And their whole group of gay friends. So it's it's just, I mean, it's cool to see. It's even more extreme than us. Oh, yeah, it's very extreme. Yeah. It's like she literally. Do they have kids together? No. But literally they got divorced <laughs> and she like still hangs with him. And now 10 gay guys every night. <laughs> so she's wonderful and I adore her. But it'd be interesting to get their perspective on things. Yeah. And it's been interesting. Like they've really had to navigate how do they, what does their relationship look like now? How yeah. does this move yeah. forward? They didn't want to be yeah. completely done with each other, but anyway, yeah, it'd be a different, different perspective for sure because there there are no children involved. Yeah, and she left the church too, which was a little different than our scenario. Yeah, but you're right. Nice. With no children involved, there isn't that. There's like, nothing connecting. Yeah, there isn't that mandatory. Hey, we have to stay in each other's lives because we have a kid together. Right. Yeah. It was strictly a choice on their part. Yeah. So do uh, you feel like? I mean, I I assume you learned a lot in those first couple. Oh of years. yeah, definitely. I also had to like figure out what I wanted and yeah. Do you feel like you know what you want? I do. Yeah. And so I haven't found it, but yeah. <laughs> there was something else I was going to ask you about that. I don't. You know. introduced me to some guys. You lined me up with some guys. Yeah. Or a guy at least. Remember lining me up with? Huh. You met him out and about. Oh yeah 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 yeah. You were like, oh my gosh, you have to meet my ex husband. You two would totally hit it off. He was, Which we did. And he I was, was my actually... friend's sister, or my friend's brother. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we, uh, the three of us, like you introduced us at brunch sometime, and I was interested in him, but didn't go anywhere. He was not 
Yeah. Reciprocating. Interesting. Yeah. So I remember the one time. We ended up dating someone like five days later. Oh, that's right. (laughs) So that's why. I remember that relationship. That was nuts. Yeah, it was nuts. I remember, so being out at the balcony, which is one of the gay clubs here in Boise. And. You went to the balcony. I was at the balcony. Yeah, let's talk about that. You went to the gay club. Why? Fairly often. That's not a common occurrence for like an upstanding Mormon Temple going straight person. It straight was person fun to go to the gay club. I went because it was fun. And to go honestly, to any club, let alone the gay club. <laughs> I'd usually take a couple of my girlfriends with me, and we'd go meet up with some of your friends at the club and dance. Mm-hmm. And again, it was just a safe environment to go have fun. You're not getting hit on by any of the guys, and any chicks that hit on you, it's an easy L. Sorry, I'm straight, you know. And, Thanks, I'm flattered. And, and they'll look you head to toe and go, are you? <laughs> With my <laughs> short hair. and <laughs> But that is the only time I have ever been groped by a man. Mm. And it was by a gay guy. I'm sure he was by. Steve never groped you while you were married. I'm talking about outside of my marriage, like been physically... Like, we, we call groped. that heavy petting, groped. remember? <laughs> Or like a guy really so you, you just were, coming were, up to me and doing something. I was was it unexpected? Yes, completely. So how, let's let's play a scenario out. Like because the balcony is a dance club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And usually there's a bunch of bumping and grinding. Yeah, bumping we weren't. And grinding. We weren't bumping yeah. and grinding. We were dancing, but we weren't bumping Slow and grinding. Slow motion for me. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> But he full on was like, I mean, now I like whipped around. Came I was like, from behind? What? Yes. Okay. Both and, hands? Oh, yeah. Like okay. up and down my torso, whatever. And I was ticked. But I was like, dude, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, like totally stopped him. But then he was drunk. So he went this thing, whatever. Okay. <laughs> What, Matt? I was like, okay, so that's a good excuse. No, it's not an excuse. <laughs> like, it's not appropriate. I was pretty ticked. And I remember telling Steve the next day, and he totally thought that Steve and I were still, like, sleeping together and that he could get in on a threesome or something. And that Steve was so mad. I remember you were so ticked. Yeah, it pissed me off. Yeah, I was, I was like, what the crap? Like, <laughs> yeah, but. So, again, go, going back to the original question. Why go to the balcony? It was fun. For fun. We had fun. Yeah. Something Why not go to, to like China Blue? That wasn't Why fun. not go to a steak dance? A steak dance. <laughs> I'm too old for steak dances, Steve. Mm. No. But let's talk about that for a second. Like a whole different topic. But <laughs> okay. how, how do you reconcile that in your life? Like how does that fit into you as a living the gospel? How does that not? I wasn't doing anything that I shouldn't be doing. So I have an experience with this too. Mm -hmm. So through college, I had some roommates who liked to go to the bars and they would call me when they knew they were a little bit too tipsy to drive or they were going to get too tipsy to drive. Now we have Uber. Now we have Uber. But back then it was Matt. Before (laughs) then it was like Boise City taxi. Before before you had Uber, it was your your liberal Mormon friend. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so... Um, they would call me and I would go hang out with them at the bar. Well, somehow my bishop... Where was this? This was here in Boise. Oh, okay. Here in Boise State. So what bar? 
Um, we would go all, all over downtown. I mean, just the bar strip. Same ones there are now? Uh-huh. The same exact ones. We would go down there, and somehow my bishop at the time caught wind that I was going down to the bars. And so he called me in. He's like, hey, now I want to talk to you about some things. You know, somebody brought to my attention that you have been going down to the bars. I'm like, cool. Just so you know, I'm not drinking. I don't do that. I go down to make sure I, that my friends have a DD. That's all I'm doing. I'll go in, I'll have a couple of Red Bulls, and that's how I get through the night. <laughs> and then he, he gave me this lecture, well, you need to always make sure that you're standing in holy places. And I reciprocated this and I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. If my being is a holy place, I am standing in a holy place. I'm good with where I go as long as I know that I can go there and still be holy. Anyways, long story short is like, look, I'm going to have my friends backs no matter what. Like if they need a DD, I will be there. Yeah. To make sure that they're safe and they're not harming themselves or anybody else. So anyway. I just went for fun. <laughs> oh, I went for fun too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I... In, in these see, bars, you, you know, there's dance floors. There's, it was fun. It was. I don't consider this like you brought up as not being a good member of the church or like this crossing my standards. Nor do I. This for me is an opportunity to mingle with other people who aren't of my religion. And, or maybe they are, I don't know, but just to go have different experiences, and go have a fun time. Like, there's nothing against having fun. So should we all go to the balcony and it's sometime? Like, I, <laughs> yes, <Okay>. let's <laughs> do game. it. I have the same thing as Matt, where I get the whole, that whole saying that we grew up hearing, stand in holy places, stand in holy places. And that was like driven into our heads, I feel like, growing right. up. And I feel like that's changed some, because where is a holy place? I consider my house, the church, the temple, like those to me are holy places. But outside of that... It's who you are that's the important thing. It's not where you're located. It's who, it's your being, like Matt was saying. Do you guys know other devout, active, temple-going Mormons that feel the same about this topic? Yes. Do you know others that don't feel the same about this topic? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, there's both extremes. I have several girlfriends who are very active in the church who go out dancing with me. I think it's awesome. And I love, like, this aspect of you guys is thinking of you can live the gospel. You can live what you believe. It doesn't rule out. But there's that other extreme, right? Like, there's probably somebody listening right now that has been like, why would you even put yourself in that scenario? Right. There's, uh, I guarantee you there are oh, people listening sure. right now that are thinking they shouldn't have temple recommends. And that's okay. Like, that is their yeah. opinion and their feeling. That's... I can tell you that you me, each have those. Mormon me, 15 yeah. years ago, would have thought that about you. Oh, for sure. I would have harshly judged you and thought... These two hypocrites, not temple worthy. <laughs> like that's how awful of a of a that's, that's why person I was. You like, and I wouldn't have been friends. Right, we would not have been because <laughs> I was just so I was that like self righteous that what Jess? that I had to have things that black and white in order to like live the teachings of the church. Like I had to like Which, it just had to be <laughs> clean cut to me. And of course, nothing is. But anyway. Well, and I think that's what attracted you to me. Absolutely. And you brought that up before. It's that I was very much 
who I said I was in the church. Like that was me. But I also like to go have a t- good time. And I like to hang around people who enjoy having a good time. And they don't have to be my religion. They don't have to like meet these ticks. I remember in college specifically. So I had one of my best friends from fifth grade. That was in a bar downtown Boise for going down to pick up and be a DD. Like that is where I saw my best friend from the fifth grade for the first time since like eighth grade. (laughs) And from that point on, like I was, we're still connected. Like I still am in touch with him and I still have a relationship with him. Yeah. And if I wouldn't have, I feel like, hey, I, I was probably in the right place at the right time. Yeah. To see that person, to cultivate that relationship again and like, now bring up that fire again. I don't know. I just feel like, how can you, it's about judging. I mean, you can sit here and judge all day long and I don't care. Like, I'm very open about who I am and what is right and wrong to me. And those are personal to me and not what I feel for anybody else. And so I think that's what it comes down to for me is how I feel about myself is more important than what anybody else feels about me. And I don't know. Talk to the hand. Yeah. What it's worth, whenever someone brings up like, how is it that you're so close with your ex and her husband when they're like so into the Mormon church? And I'm like, well, they're Mormon, but they're the cool kind of Mormon. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever that means. (laughs) I think it's just about being open-minded. Yeah. And understanding of other people's feelings and opinions and... It's not personal to me. That's what it comes back to is this, the decisions of other people don't define who I am. Yeah. So when Steve was dating all of the gay guys and figuring out his life. Steve was dating all of the gay guys. (laughs) All all of them. I should say when Steve was dating and figuring out this new part of yourself. Steve is still dating, babe. I know. (laughs) But during this time when I was single and, you know, it was... I mean, I was very much a part of that. I mean, I wasn't a part of your dating life, but I also became good friends with... You always knew them and... Yeah. Knew who I was dating. I didn't know everybody. I mean, we talked about stuff. Like, I... He tells me all the things. If there's anybody out there who wants to date Steve, we're going to create a funnel. A website. You can can apply. apply. Yeah, no one else knows what a funnel is, Matt. Yes, they do. Oh, yes, they do. I didn't until you told me. We're going to put up a website... The bold logic backslash date Steve. No. <laughs> no, not. Why not, Steve? I think we totally make this happen. <laughs> we talked about doing this with a chick who's into the funnel world. I don't oh, think yeah. she ever did it though. I don't know. Somebody suggested that. All right. Any other thoughts on dating that you want to bring up? I mean, from that period of time when you were first dating and figuring things out. Just lots of deep breathing. (laughs) I can't think of anything else significant. (laughs) Nothing that really has any kind of message to it. I'm like going through guys in my head. I made a list earlier today. (laughs) Of the guys you dated? Yeah, like who we would need to, like who we were going to, if that's the topic tonight, who we were going to talk about or whatever. But But I think in all... Oh, interestingly enough, it was three years ago today that I met... Oh, really? Facebook told me that. Wow. He and I broke up that's a year and a half ago. Years. But yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah. I guess that's about right. And I haven't right. dated anyone since. Yeah. Not seriously. Mm. It's interesting to, like, I mean, just 
it's dating is dating. You learn as you go, right? Like all of these guys you've dated or had relationships with, you learn things that you do and don't want. And I feel like even though it can be hard to date, that's what you learn from it. That's what you gain. And that's what you have to take from that, right? Is, oh, I liked this, but this was not something I can live with. And this right. is not something that I'm okay with. Right. And then there are other things and that you realize you are okay with that you didn't think you would It's be. taken me this long to like really figure out what I want my next relationship to look like. We're going to save that for another day. Yeah, I don't know if I even want to tell you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Have you told me? No. I don't know. We talked pretty intensely the other day about what you think you want in a guy. Was he drunk? No. I'm not usually around Steve when he's drunk or been drinking. I didn't realize Steve gets drunk. (laughs) (laughs) You quoted Penny on that one. Yeah. He gets drunk? Penny, (laughs) yes. That's okay. That's a lot of fun. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Have a good week, y'all. See ya. Hey, everyone. For the takeaway this week, we just wanted to really let you guys know that it is so important to love yourselves. We change. Our bodies change. Things change. And so we got to learn to love ourselves in a new way, no matter what phase of life. And don't let anybody tell you where you should be at or what you should be doing. You pay attention to what feels right for you. If you enjoyed today's episode, please go share it on social media. Take a screenshot, tag husband-in-law. And if you have a question, go to Apple Podcasts and put a rating and review and write the question in the review. We will be sure to answer it for you.